you're not going to put Ole Miss, Alabama with both of those teams that way. You're not going to put them at any time other than the CBS game. That was that was preordained. Look, if if Arkansas had been eighth when that that came out, maybe Georgia Arkansas is three thirty. Don't know. And a lot of people are like, whoa, it just means they're going to come back more. Maybe whatever. We live in a different world than we lived in. In 1999, so get over the fact that there's noon games. I, I don't like it. I hate it. God, I hate it. Yeah, I want a full 19 hours of tailgating, uh, but we don't have it this week. I'm still going to show up and yell my ass off. What's up, Georgia football fans? Now, raise your hand if at the beginning of the season, or even as little as three weeks ago, you would have predicted a top 10 matchup between Georgia and Arkansas at Sanford Stadium this Saturday. Yeah, no one would have predicted that. But here we are. The eighth-ranked Hogs are coming to Athens, and they're bringing a noon kickoff and ESPN game day with them. That makes for a wild Saturday morning tailgate, if you ask me. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 281 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined today by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, and we do exactly what you think we would do in this episode. And we break down what we think will happen at Sanford Stadium early afternoon on Saturday. We also make our picks, uh, our national picks of the week on fun office pools, and there's a new leader in the clubhouse this week. (laughs) And our buy and sell is back on this episode as well. It's jam-packed. It's outdoors again. Yay. And it's a fun one. Yay. I don't know why I'm saying yay. So without any further delay, hope you enjoy episode 281. Um, Okay. All right. So we are are outside tonight. So... uh, Sorry all about all the crickets or percenters that don't like it being outside. So. Um, it is too beautiful of a night. It is not spectacular. To be <laughs> it is a gorgeous night. And I've yet to be hit with a bug the size of a Buick. Is one coming? I, remember I one still around? think. A couple weeks ago we had murder hornets. Oh, they were murder hornets. Y'all just saw. Yeah. They, they, were were were. Like, they were like weaponized cicadas. <laughs> yeah. That's right. They were just, no. I mean, nine inches long. Yeah. I don't want to overstate um, this, but they were four and a half feet long. Yeah. And they, they were all sport newsies. Um, so I do want to talk about a couple of non-football things. Uh, congratulations to Harris English, University of Georgia graduate, uh, winner of the Ryder Cup. Uh, record score, 19 and a half points. Um, I, uh, I would have – he was leading his match uh, pretty much right up to the point until it was clinched, and he was like, eh. I, 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 I can't say this what happened, but uh, he ended up conceding the match on 18 uh, when he hit his fourth shot into the water. Mm. Uh, which is the right thing to do. He's not going to. He's not going to hole out from down below his knees. He's not Spieth, um, <laughs> or below his head. Uh, and Spieth, Spieth obviously didn't. He did just, that shot on the first shot day. Was ridiculous, was insane. Um, but I do want to say shout out to he's a he's a damn good dog. And um, you know Harris English, I, I'm very very proud, very proud that he is a former reader of the blog and a, a very, by all accounts, a very cool cucumber and a, a good good dude. So um, I don't know if y'all know this, but. George's playing on Jefferson Pilot at noon, and it's not that big a deal. So I like the way you put that. It really isn't a big deal. <laughs> well, I, so there has been there's been a ton of stuff out there. As a matter of fact, on the way over here, my father called me. It's like, wait a minute, is Georgia and Arkansas really still the number two and number five, eight teams still playing? It's like, Dad, it's this is not Jefferson Pilot. This is not. They're not trying to bury games on the ESPN proper. Listen, I'm frustrated by it too. I'd rather it be later. Oh, I would too, but, thought, it, it, yeah. but it's not. It, we is, have now gone o- around the bend. On we this. have yeah. game days here. 
Fowler yeah. and Herb Street are broadcasting the game. This is ESPN's yes. prime. It's game. It's actually going to be like a kind of kind of weirdly unprecedented experience. The yes, that- the whole broadcasting from the West End Zone sold me. Yeah, yeah, you know, for the last hour yeah. because you know what's going to happen. It's going to be. It's not going to be quite like Notre Dame, you know, people filling in 45 minutes, but there's going to that stadium's going to be full 30 yeah, get minutes there early. before. Get there early, guys. And then that scene, it's a backdrop. When, I mean, it's going to be amazing. They're going to broadcast the the picks, the, 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 the picks yeah. on the big screen and the place is going nuts when he puts the head on when he and puts then the, and the balls, and then they're going to kick like, like 10 minutes later. Yeah. Well, less than that. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. basically they're going to break down and get yeah. out of the way. So, that, that that is an excellent point. Get there early yeah. so you can see him Presumably, uh, we'll see. Presumably, uh, but yeah. on that, that seems like a cool moment. To, like that, you'll never see that again. Yeah, you well, will maybe, never. I don't know. It's but, hard to imagine a scenario where, unless they host a playoff game or something, where they are doing it on the field. Like if they do game day again, the ESPN has the game. It's probably not going to be at noon, right? Right. I don't know. So here's here's kind of where I was going with this. Is like with ESPN, with ABC, ESPN getting the entire SEC package. I think you'll see more of these yeah. big marquee games happening in SEC stadiums because they're trying to counter program against Big Noon Saturday uh, because they they want to own the space, right? They literally want to own. It'll the be space. interesting and they to see have the ratings until the last two years. Right? Who, who right. does uh, who does Fox have on on Saturday at noon? Like, who's it going up against? Um, it's not. Because it'll probably dominate. Oh, I almost said it. Hold up, I think it's 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 in the picks this week. Um, it doesn't matter. So like Kansas State, Oklahoma State, or something. Uh, like well, they played last week. Oh, uh, so it wouldn't be. So that. I hope guess. so. It's a good guess. Uh, <laughs> but does I mean, my point is, it's yeah. like it is Michigan, Wisconsin, Michigan, Wisconsin, right? Yeah. And so they look. Listen, not, as, not, as, not that great of a game. No. Listen, we are spending. We spent a lot of time in our lives. Look, I'm old enough to remember when all games kicked off at one. Period. <laughs> if a game kicked off not at one, it was a huge deal because it meant you definitely were on TV mm-hmm. when games were not broadcast. And we went to you know Jefferson Pilot in the nineties and early two thousand the twelve thirty kickoff twelve no twelve twenty four my friend twelve twenty kickoff right it's the craziest time uh, games have been kicking off in Champagne at eleven o'clock in the morning <laughs> for right. years right. so want to kick off this morning at eleven we don't know um, so I I just I want to point out that uh, I, you're right we've rounded the corner this is a big deal absolutely and even though it's a noon game it's a big deal it is the national game. Despite what's happening in Tuscaloosa on CBS, it's it's two versus eight. This is Georgia's second top ten matchup this season. And by the way, if you had this on a parlay at the beginning of the season, uh, good for you. You're now a millionaire. Uh, but guys, Arkansas is good. They're a good football team. Yeah. It is funny if you were to say heading into the season what the maximum number of top ten games Georgia would play this year. You'd say obviously, uh, assuming they'd make the playoff, they'd, they'd make the championship. There's two right, right there, uh-huh. and you've got Clemson, uh-huh. and you've got the SEC championship game. Maybe Florida, maybe, maybe Florida, maybe maybe Ark, maybe 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 Auburn if yeah. they keep, maybe. or if they beat Penn State, you know? Yeah, yeah if they beat no, that's right. You but. No, how far down the list would you have gone oh, before yeah. you would have picked Arkansas? Next to last, almost. Uh, right above Vanderbilt and South Carolina? Sure. And this, to me, is this is why this is so much fun. Because obviously what we're talking about, the idea of doing the field, which is I, did, I hadn't even thought about until this, but it's a yeah. great, cool thing. Yeah. But also, like, this is... This is a team that, with obviously with the coach that they have a close connection with, also a team that... that like, this is unexpected. Like, this fell mm-hmm. from the sky. It, it reminds me a little bit, frankly, of, again, the year of, of the year that, they, that we looked at the schedule and said, 
Oh, it's just oh, Mississippi State, State, and that's yeah. it. And it turned out to be this awesome home schedule. Yeah, this like I, I look at look at what they've got next year. Not only is this a great home game, this doesn't. It looks like it's. I'm not sure that is it going to be a number eight team no. in Athens next year. I mean, I wouldn't have said that. We don't know. <laughs> where's yeah. Pittman coaching? I suppose next year. Georgia Tech could yeah, be a number eight next. Where's year. Pittman coaching next yeah, year? Right, um, so. And yeah, it, to me, like, that, that's a large part of the fun of this, too, is it's unexpected, but it's also a team that is not – like, this is a big game that's coming out of nowhere. It's not like if, – if Auburn had been surprised and come in here, you're like, yeah, but it's Auburn. It's a huge game. Like, obviously, you're, you're, rep, yep. you're, you're jazzed yeah. for Auburn. Having Arkansas do it, do it in a really likable way with a, people, with a guy that people have for now, uh, good feelings toward, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a very thing to, fun thing to fall from this guy. Yeah, yeah, look, I don't want a noon game, but I'm okay with Auburn winning the Southwestern Conference. They beat in Rice, Texas, and Texas yeah. A&M and Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I say that quickly and quietly because um, some teams in the SEC had troubles with schools that start with Georgia and end um, But, you know, I listen, I, I'm really happy with Pittman and what he has done there, but it stops this weekend, <laughs> right? Let's be clear about this. Um, and, and, and we'll get into some actual game analysis in a minute, but um, – Anybody that wants to point at, and I will freely admit that Auburn can beat Georgia. I've seen, I've seen, Arkansas I, I mean, Arkansas can beat Georgia. Auburn, Auburn can't can. beat Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> Arkansas can beat Georgia. We've seen, we've seen worse teams come into Athens and beat Georgia. Um, but if you want to, like, if you want to say, well, uh, Arkansas has played that Clemson game, and then what Texas did to Texas Tech, I, I just you. You're not. You're banking on Georgia doing something that that Georgia is not anymore, and that is a team that's not quite coached well enough, and is just a little clever by half, and also is missing players at key spots. That's not Georgia right now. It's just not Georgia right now. Um, it feels weird to say that. I I, I talked on Sunday about the text I got from our friend Matt Ader. He's like, it's nice to see Georgia is not playing with their food today. I was like, <laughs> I know it feels so weird that we're doing this to a team we should be doing this to. And his response is, he is a lifetime Alabama fan. He's like, this is what great teams do to bad teams, period. And he's right. And what we did last week is what great teams do to bad teams. And, you know, uh, I think it is telling there are already all the, all the historical parallels that clearly Kirby Smart is aware of, of the South Carolina game two years ago. It's mm-hmm. clearly in his mind. Mm-hmm. It's clearly something from the get-go. The minute this was announced at noon and the minute Arkansas won, it was made very obvious that, like, we are not going to have – let's not forget not just that not, – not just how the team played and how they looked in that game. But remember, he sniffed it out early. He sniffed out early he in that game. Yeah. He, he told said, Chuck that, that famous interview before the game, and we sniffed it out. The vibe, yeah, and yeah. and and, and it's, I think it is telling that uh, it's hard to imagine a scenario. And again, players are not guys tailgating or guys in their forties coaching the team. However, there is not a person. A everybody remembers that South Carolina game. Fans. Play like lots of players were still there. It was nasty. Coaches, yeah. yeah, the whole thing. It was and the whole thing. And it was just it was just a weird vibe. It was a weird vibe before the game. No one looked ready. Smart Kirby said they weren't ready. But it was worth knowing. South Carolina was not a top ten team. There was not game day there. Right. Like this right. is there. You this is not a. I'll put it this way: if they are lulled to sleep by a noon start against an opponent they think they're going to beat, in this scenario, there are much larger problems 
that are going on. And I have seen zero bits of evidence that any of those problems are going on. Yeah, because Kirby came out on Sunday and basically coined the, the, the word of the week yeah. uh, that's been used everywhere on social media, capitalized, made in a t-shirt. So I say we're being elite, aren't we? We are. <laughs> we are. We're going to have an elite podcast tonight. Yeah, I I'm, I'm I'm I find that stuff corny. I'll confess, I find that stuff super corny. But, oh, I but, do too. But, but I'm, not yeah. I'm not a player. I'm not a player. I was going to say what so, you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I find that stuff, that stuff too corny. For if me. I if I could motivate my uh, little yeah. league baseball team to go out and perform without making you know six errors by using just one word, well, it probably would be. It wouldn't be yeah. that nice of a word. Yeah, right. I guess it's the Ted, Ted Lassoing. Of exactly. Yeah. The Maybe idea. he's been watching Ted Lasso. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, but, but so, I mean, but the important part of this, and I think it's something that we've all hit on, is that. Um, we, I, it, it's it's a convenient crutch to blame. It's a convenient crutch to blame the crowd on, on the the South Carolina game on the crowd, right? Although I am not unconvinced that it did play into it. Um, but and for the record, Kirby said before he wasn't talking about the crowd. No, 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 no. I know, I know. There's obviously something up there. But here's the thing, guys. We uh, Fowler famously said about Georgia, they were overdressed. Georgia fans were overdressed and overserved, and this would have been an early mid two thousands game day. Um, they have done a couple things to, to rectify that, mainly um, tamp down on, on, on the shenanigans of Myers Quad. But this is also, I mean, Georgia fans have a rap of being a little um, soft is not the right way of putting it, but a little uh, a little spoiled, right? Uh, we don't quite show up for noon games at times, and, you know, it's really got to be a really good game for us to get up for it. Um, we can go a long way of ruining that narrative by showing up and being super loud on Saturday, getting there early, being there at kickoff, making making it a thing at uh, d- during game day. Um and you know it'd be fun to show out. It'd be fun to show out. That's yeah. exactly where I, I think was it's going to happen. I mean, you can almost feel the vibe that it's going to happen. I mean, from from yeah, it's not quite from, black jerseys, awesome, but you can feel it around town. Right. I agree. No, I, I prefer this kind of feeling versus you know fake juice black jerseys. Mm-hmm. I really do. And you know me, guys. Y'all need to mark this. Scott just said that out loud. <laughs> He's going to delete that for the film. no. I'll, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. I'm going to leave that in. Now, if they did roll out with uh, what they wore against Arkansas last year, that'd be kind of cool. But that's not going to happen. Oh, you mean the quarterback? No. Hey. <laughs> uniform, uniform. The red pants with the white jersey. You know, like LSU wears white at home. The Dallas Cowboys wear white at home. Yeah. yeah that's no, that's not. The, yeah, that's, that's neither there. Before we get into the actual details of the games, I think we have a general idea of. Uh, I think it is worth noting that. This is like since Clemson, they have not had anything even no. resembling a slight challenge at all. This is not the last challenge that they have. Like I said, we want about Auburn, but like that's at Auburn. Like that's never going to be any sort of cakewalk. That's never going to be something they can just coast through. And then you know you've got not like you've got games that you're probably going to win, but like better teams than. Again, you can make the argument, who's still the best team Georgia's played so far? Is it uh, uh, Maybe it's Clemson. I still think it's Clemson. I'm, I'm, forget Clemson. But it's UAB, UAB right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's still like, that speaks a little bit to, Clemson isn't nearly as good as we thought they were either. So this is the challenge, and this is the start of several challenges. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're... Um the uh, I'm sorry. They're showing a they're showing a Cubs celebration. No, that's the, no. This is ten years ago. Oh, ten years ago. On 2011. Remember the 2011, the last day of the regular season. No, when everything was crazy. No, I, don't, I do not remember that. <laughs> I don't remember it either. 
What are you talking about? Dude, that, Tell, refresh me. I can't. I can't just go on a date. The last day of the regular season, two thousand, when the Red Sox had like the, it's like the most famous day in regular season day of like the last. Do you guys watch baseball at all? Yeah, it's yes. like probably the most famous day. The last day where the Red Sox came back, where the the Rays hit the walk off homer against oh, the Red yes, Sox. I do remember that. And, so, and, yeah. and the Cardinals. So when Griffey slid. What's that? No. No, that was, that was the 90s. That was, that was 97. Okay. Okay, Little. 2011. <laughs> la- okay, for the record, I, as I, I say this all the time, it's always good to have moments on a podcast where people are listening and want to throw <laughs> what they are listening across because the people that are talking are such idiots. That's correct. Everybody listening, you, everybody knows the last day of the 2011 baseball season. It was 10 years ago today. It's one of the most famous, day, famous days in baseball history. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently my two podcasts don't know what I'm talking about. Were the Braves about. involved in the it? The Braves were involved. Did, was that when they collapsed? Yes. Oh, the okay. Cardinals took I, the wild card spot from that, that. That's yeah. why you guys don't yeah. remember because you don't want to remember it. Yeah. I do remember exactly where I was when uh, the infield fly was called. I was on the yeah. at Grayton Beach enjoying listening to the game, and then I was trying to I make w- out what happened. I would argue this is indicative of a larger issue among Georgia sports fans. Indulge if it doesn't me. involve your team, <laughs> it's like it doesn't happen. But if it involves your team, it's the biggest thing that's biggest ever thing. happened. That is so true in so <laughs> many ways. It's Guilty. why you can't find any sports bars in this town that show the Big Ten Network. Well, it's like, what? If it's not on the SEC, why are we even caring about this stuff? Well, that was me. Like, <laughs> like my Georgia. Okay. Counterpoint. <laughs> um, let's assume your uh, your favorite organization, instead of winning all the World Series, this one has mm-hmm. won three, mm-hmm. including only one in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And um, the team that they had in 2011 was probably the best team they had in that mini run they had in the late aughts, early whatever. And they just fell apart and lost the wild card. At the time when the wild card meant more than having to go play a 100-win team on the road <laughs> um, and lost by one game. Yeah, you probably blocked some of that shit out. I know. I would want to relive it. I do. But I certainly – I do remember, I do yeah. remember the, the race home run. Right. And I do remember – I mean, I, I can tell you exactly where I was. Uh, when McGuire hit the home run uh, yeah. in, in St. Louis, right? I, I, I'm just I making it in general. Uh, it was actually not as big of a day for the Cardinals as it was for the Yankees. And, and it's because the Red Yankees. Sox also blew their league. They, they yeah. actually was probably much more famous than the Braves doing it. Oh, yeah, that was like a four-game yeah, was was four lead in like yeah. a week and a half, and it was a walk-off. I think that, team, yeah. and I do not think the Braves have suffered in history. That, people don't look at like, oh, the Braves, because the Mets collapses. Everybody remembers all the Mets collapses. Because but, we're good people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that... That's more known for the Cardinals' charge than it is for a Braves collapse. Because the Cardinals, of course, and won the World Series. That's mm-hmm. fair. Okay. There so, we go. by the way, if you care about the Cardinals, listen to Seeing Red with Bernie McLeeson. We did, did a good show today. Um, um, so, back to back, back to, to Seeing Red. Back to football. Um, so, thinking about this game, uh, I think a large part of any hope that Arkansas might have hinges on whether Banks and uh, Jefferson are going to be full speed. Yeah, because he was injured, was it? Jefferson. Jefferson and Banks were hurt. Um, Jefferson came in and played the, like, the last series, a series and a half. Um, I, 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 did either of you watch that game? Yeah. Uh, it was... Um, it was... I did not. The second half was not compelling. <laughs> no, because it, what, they ran out to a seventeen nothing lead. Yeah, and then it they was, let Egg, it basically come back there were there was a there was a whole lot of um, there was a whole lot of punching one another in the crotch in the second half to see who would flinch first. Um, the uh, is, this, is that what hazing is? 
I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not not is hazing. It just sounds like uh, hazing would be. So, uh, 90s hazing. 90s hazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 80s, not now. 80s hazing, guys. Yeah. Now, it's, uh, now it's just tagging people in photos they don't want to be tagged. Yeah, yeah that's also <laughs> can be hazing. Um, the, uh, but, you know, I, I, I think probably what... What, what Arkansas wants to do is they want to grind you to they want to grind you a pulp. In a lot of ways, uh, Sam Pittman's following the Kirby Smart path of 2017. Right, actually feels a little bit like that team, right? right. Uh, that's got to have a couple wins. It's like, oh, feeling a little good. And here. it's a combination of a coach before who recruited right. a little better than people appreciated, and then a guy that coming in with a philosophy and getting everybody to buy in. That's exactly right. Um, I, I I will say that. Um, I do not like his choice of offensive coordinator in Kendall Browse, although it seems to be working pretty well. Uh, I thought Barry Odom was an inspired hire, the former uh, Missouri mm-hmm. head coach, the longtime defensive coordinator at Missouri. Um, and before you sneer at that, I mean the dude, the dude Georgia made Georgia look silly in 2013. Oh, so, uh, and a couple other times, I mean that uh, he was a defensive coordinator there. Uh, I mean, for quite a lot, they won the. They won the SEC East like, twice. Yeah, twice. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> and with and, defense. And came with a Nats hair playing for the national championship yeah. his first or second season yeah. at Missouri. Um, so, uh, you know, I think what he likes to do defensively uh, will c- probably create some problems for Georgia. He likes to he likes to run a very similar defense to what Clemson ran in the first game, uh, drop a bunch of guys back, uh, try to apply pressure with the front, you know, four or five. Uh, but also make sure he has also had some linebackers can do well and and do run fits if if that's what you're showing, which means Georgia has to be really disciplined in their blocking uh, blocking lanes and also uh, it's going to be incumbent on Daniels to make sure that um, yeah he, he's getting he's getting everybody in the right set or, or checking into the right play. The thing about that is I trust him to do that right. He I mean. Dude was nine for ten, in a and they were good looking throws. Yeah, th- like, I was, think that's gotten lost a little bit. Was, yeah, this is not right. a this is not a Grayson Lambert. Uh, no, uh, 14, no, 50 like, for sixty or twenty twenty two. The touchdown like, pass to Brock Bowers yeah. was a thing of beauty. Yeah. He had someone bearing down on him, an unblocked blitzer bearing down mm-hmm. on him, and he high pointed the ball. Uh, he high pointed the ball, not high pointed the ball. He threw the ball to a receiver who was still in the five when he released the ball. That turned and caught the ball at a high point that McConkie? in the end zone. McConkie, yeah. not yeah, not not Bauer, sorry. Um, no relation to Phil McConkie. Yeah. No relation. This week. I've been wondering confirmed. that. Confirmed yeah. this week. No. Uh it, he's just he everything he did look but just by the the law of of uh, averages, uh, the more throws he has, the more likely he is to have a bad throw. He didn't have any Saturday, and frankly, every time he checked into a play, it was the right play. And there were a couple times you saw he, he was making checks at the line when they were they were crowding the box, or they looked like they were going to drop into coverage. Uh, and he just had all the answers. He's, I thought he looked really good last week in did. a way that I I don't. Did, it was, you, did you find it weird that he came out so early? Was no, that just, not at all. No, not at all. Okay. I, I think I think probably that would, that had everything to do with the fact that Kirby's like, okay, you got I it. saw what I needed. You got okay. it. I right. saw what I needed. I think you're right. Yeah. I, he really. I was surprised. Like obviously last year, he the season changed when he came in, and we were obviously down with Daniels. Listen, they won sixty two nothing, so it's hard to take too much from it. But I thought he looked as sharp as he had. I have seen him look not as like oh yeah, not throwing like incredible deep balls or like that idea, but like like oh this dude is making good decisions and making good tight throws. Uh, I I was really really impressed by it. And frankly, he's going to need to do that because that that you know the whole the way you the way Arkansas wins this game is 
it's a weird thing to say, but in, in not in an entirely different way than South Carolina won that game two years ago. You keep it close and wait for some wait wait for some, some wait for a screw up. Yep. We wouldn't have thought Jake Fromm would have made mistakes going into that game. He had been that was his whole thing is that he didn't make those kind of big mistakes, and so that to me is really key. You have the advantage in so many different ways. This is a better team than South Carolina two years ago. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you have like the talent advantage. You There's a lot of things going your way. But like this is the team that if you're not sharp and you're not and you're not and you're you're not efficient and you're not mistake prone, that's how they get you. You may still be able to win, frankly, with a couple of mistakes, but that's how the, that's how they're gonna try to beat you. Yeah, and I think part of what um, I mean, I mean, the game plan for Arkansas has to be to slow the game down, right? Yeah. Um, grind out nine, ten, eleven play, six minute drives that end in points, um, and to keep Georgia. It, it feels so weird to say this, but keep Georgia's offense off the field, right? Yeah. Uh, I, and I think that plays a little bit into Georgia's strengths. I mean, that was frankly that was Clemson's um, Clemson's game plan, right? The Clemson really. Um, I, I thought Clemson, obviously, I, I predicted uh, over by a bunch, but um, I, I... I didn't. That was not part of that. But you you <laughs> did that out, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He, he, he deleted the whole episode. <laughs> um, I, I think probably what Arkansas wants to do, if if I'm if I'm Pittman, um, I want to see what Georgia's going to give me, whether Georgia's going to give me... It, you know, Georgia plays single coverage on on, on, on Banks, uh, Banks, right? Uh, Trent He's Blank. running back. Banks. Whoever the receiver is, the they called the long pass against the eighty-five yarder against, uh, and maybe it was a running back. Um, whoever that that the guy is, to to see if I'm going to get single coverage on him to take a shot, right? Uh, and the rest of the time, they're going to basically RPO us to death in the front to see what what they can get away with. Um, you know, they had three hundred thirty-three yards against Texas A&M. So many of those yards came out of the quarterback position because he's just like. Look, if you're give me a lane, I'm going to take my five yards, six yards, seven yards. And he's a big dude, and he's a big dude, right? He he feels a lot like uh, I, he feels a lot like Cam Newton, uh, or, or I mean, Cam Newton is probably the closest analogy. Tim Tebow, yeah. T- Tebow, but he's, I think he's faster than Tebow. He has his he doesn't take uh, three days to release the ball, um, but he uh, I, I certainly don't think he has the the pocket awareness of Tebow. I think he's more inclined to run, which plays in my mind plays a little bit into landings. Uh, in the Landis game plan, which is, I think you pressure the guy. I think you look if he beats Tyke Smith's probably going to be back. If he beats Ringo, if he beats the, the Smith thing, seemed a little wobbly actually. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I realize yeah, that, but yeah. It's, yeah, but either way, uh, if 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 you like your chances with our backs playing one on one press coverage, um, you send pressure at him, especially from weird angles, um, and and get him get him jumpy and trying to get him to run early. I I, I like I like. <laughs> I like Jordan Davis running him down, um, yeah. as as you Dean should, yeah. yeah, or Adams or Dean I mean, you got, or Smith, yeah, you got or Dean T- Tindall. I mean, Tindall, he's chasing right. everybody down, right? So it definitely feels like like whenever one of those dudes gets drafted. Running that him down is going to be one of those clips that they. Oh, show. definitely. We will see that. In the draft, draft <laughs> I don't show. think there's any yeah. question about it. Um, so you know, I, when when you look at this game, and obviously we'll do predictions in a few minutes, but you look at this game. Um, Arkansas really, really needs to stay in the game state it, because there's there are plenty of game states where there are plenty of game states or plenty of scripts that can happen where Georgia wins the game. Frankly, I think there's only one where Arkansas can win, and that is if they really slow the game down, um, 
get Georgia a li- just a little bit behind and slow our passing game down and uh, put touchdowns uh, put ta- touchdowns up early where Georgia's only scoring field goals. Right? If if it, if it's fourteen to three or fourteen to six, Arkansas, um, I'll be nervous. But Georgia can still come back from that. If it's fourteen three, Georgia. At the end of the first quarter, this ball game's over. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, and I think that's a key thing to kind of remember. Is that we're talking about ways Arkansas wins this game. A lot of it involves having those long drives that you're talking about. I feel kind of obliged to point out that this might be the best Georgia defense I've ever seen, and so like, we oh act, yeah. yeah, so we act like that is like this very simple thing for them to be able to do. Their game plan requires them to do something that I don't think they're capable of doing might squeeze out one yeah i mean i maybe and we'll see and oh, yeah i see a big hitter i see a big hitter happening i think that's altogether likely um but okay you do one you get seven points off of it that's all the points you can score off of that one you're not doing it twice yeah and landing, that, landing yeah. will change something yeah it's just, there's just not a lot you, you're right it really comes down to like paths paths to victory and listen i think there's a situation too it's also worth noting that for all the talk that like this is uh, you know uh, like the seven like the seventeen team for Arkansas I like the idea that you're building in old coaches uh, old uh, old uh, coaches guys and your and your kind of thing you still don't have like Mark Richt was recruiting at a higher level than the Jim Mars yeah, yeah so like I mean it was a better recruit you might give him credit for but like this is even even the way that Arkansas wants to play this game it feels like Georgia has has a mountain match there too. Like, that's what this defense is. Like, the defense should be able to stop that. The thing that we – the only thing that there's been any worry about the Georgia defense has been the, the defensive backfield. I'm not particularly worried about that, but I'm certainly more worried about that than I am up front. And so that, that to me, is where – it's just hard to see Arkansas winning this game is because the thing that they want to do, as you said, I think plays pretty closely into what Georgia's strengths are. Yeah, and frankly, the thing that Arkansas is going to want to do uh, pretty well, so that they are, um, so that they are, um, you know, it's staying ahead of the chain, so to speak, is run the football, and it might be a good time for us to talk about Georgia's running game because mm-hmm. I frankly think that if we get into a ground and pound game, um, at the minimum, we can stay with Arkansas, and frankly, I think we're better. Uh, now we don't have the running quarterback, but uh, basically, Arkansas has um, the quarterback, the running back, and, and whom else? Georgia has that running back and another running back. Oh, and one more running back. Oh, and then four-string running back. By the way, we'll also do a, a end-around handoff to our wide receiver <laughs> or tight end combo. And we're getting Washington back. We're going to see a lot of 12 personnel, by the way. A lot of two yeah. tight end sets. Uh, you're making t- you're making linebackers make really hard decisions about their life choices when you see Washington on one side and Bowers on the other, or Bowers and Washington lined up and one goes in motion. It's like, okay, are we going to do – we're doing a handoff. We're doing a pitch pass. We're doing a jet sweep. What, what are we doing here? And you just – you create a lot of problems for, for Barry Odom. Uh, in that defense, in that situation, because they did not have to face against Texas A&M, they did or Texas for that. Yeah, it, listen, Texas A&M. I, I think it's a different game. I don't, I don't know they win, but it's a different game. It's not Calzada starting. Yeah. Remember, they had a true freshman starting, uh, and everybody's like, "Well, Texas this, Texas that." I, I just, I, yeah, they scored seventy points against Texas Tech, but um, I, I just, it's hard for me. What they did to Texas is more impressive than what they did to. Texas A&M because Great. they just out them. They made them look 
bad, look unprepared, and look uh, um, like not not worthy to be on the same field. Frankly, um, they're not going to do that Saturday in Athens. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Pine Bar, the Root, and El Barrio. And for those of you that don't recognize my voice, I'm Jennifer Scott's wife. I think because he knows how much I love all three of these places, he thought I'd be the perfect spokeswoman for this ad. So all three of these restaurants are located within walking distance of each other in beautiful Five Points in Athens, Georgia. This week, you've heard your friends on social media lamenting the fact that the kickoff for the Georgia game is at noon on Saturday. Keeping that in mind, many of you might arrive on Friday morning or Friday afternoon. If you do, a lunch suggestion for you. The Pine Bar is located at 1235 South Millage Avenue, and it's hosting its famous First Friday Lunch. The first Friday of every month, from 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., they do this with a special menu, including the pine burger, fried green tomato sandwich, and the always delightful turkey and avocado sandwich. Salads and wines by the glasses are also available. After the game on Saturday, you're going to need to grab something on your way back to the Airbnb or your friend's house in Five Points, so be sure to stop by El Barrio and pick up some barrio nachos or a carne asada taco. There's homemade guacamole, chips, and cheese dip available as well. And of course, you can always hang out on the lawn and practice your putting. Because yes, they have a putting green, and you can do that with one of their blood orange margaritas or bucket of beers. Let's go dogs, and let's go to El Barrio, the Pine, or the Root as well. And now back to the podcast. Yeah, the the scary part is that, you know, kind of like we mentioned a minute ago with uh, the comparisons with Tim Tebow or Cam Newton, but, you know, Smith is the running back, Tony, and he leads the team with 298 yards, but K.J. Jefferson is second with 230 yards. I mean, that's a big swath of yardage that you don't typically see, and we and I don't really think, I mean, you, DJ Ugalele did not do that at all. He was a statue back there, so that's one little wrinkle that they haven't seen yet. I, I fully expect that they would pass that quiz or test. It's a major test uh, when it happens. But, you know, that's something that you got to look out for. And then um, Burks, their uh, wideout, you know, he's, he's scored a couple touchdowns, has, uh, you know, close to 400 yards receiving. So Yeah, he, he's the it, one that had the 85-yard touchdown. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a three-headed monster with Jefferson, Burks, and Banks. But that's it. But that's it. Um, by the way, I, you know, one of the things I think is worth uh, repeating is that Georgia's first-team defense oftentimes will see uh, Stetson Bennett. No one's going to confuse him for Jefferson because of the size. But Bennett is Duke a, can run. He's he a can running scramble. quarterback. He's yeah. a running quarterback. And that was uh, – uh, you know, they will they will tell you uh, – that, that defense in 2017 will tell you to a man that uh, they were prepared for what Baker Mayfield did because of Stetson Bennett. And right. uh, do not be surprised if – if if not we, that prepared for twice it's worth, they scored a lot of points. Yeah, but not in the second half. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> not enough. Uh, so uh, the uh, hey, humble yourself. The um, sorry, I, I got a lot of lines about that. The um, I, so you know, I think I don't be surprised if um, if Jefferson's held in check on his rushing yards. If there is a little shout out to uh, whether that be scout team or or Setson that just because. Just because they are prepared. So I got a question for you. I noticed in the Vanderbilt game, especially, it looks like maybe Coach Muschamp is throwing a couple wrinkles on kickoff to where it's they're they're having to make a choice whether to return it or down it, and that's where we got the fumble recovery by Edwards. Yeah, by the way, did you see Kirby's quote about that? Uh-uh. He was Kirby was a little salty about that. He was like, "Hey." You know, we we always like to kick it in the end zone because we, you know, that's a known outcome for us. I don't know the guy folded it. Maybe he's smarter than me. He was talking about uh, Kamara being yeah, so maybe yeah. Kamara's smarter than me. I don't know. Um, I, I I know it's your favorite play to kick it through the end zone. Yeah, because I, I like Kirby, like the known outcome. Right. Um, 
I, I think it's interesting. I, you know who you know who the gunner there was, right? Adam Anderson, and um, that is uh, it's just not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Kick the ball to the two yard line, and but by the way. You can still fair catch inside the twenty five. Right. You still do it. Twenty five. Right. You yeah. know, you make choices. If you want to, your known outcome. That's a known outcome. That's a known outcome. Um, yeah, especially uh, next time. Next time, you don't want. You need to know. You don't want Adam Anderson bearing down your full speed. I will say that, like I am. It's a weird thing to say because Arkansas is number eight in the country. It does feel like in three or four years, with already what he's got going, and a guy that was really good at recruiting, particularly good at recruiting offensive linemen. They, I mean, obviously something good is being built there. Sure. And, and that is exciting. That's good for them. And, and as, as Pete, everybody drink, and as, as Seth Emerson wrote in his piece for The Athletic today, he was not their first choice. Like, they went after Kiffin. Like, they, want, they, they went in, a, in other directions. And there's a lot of value in getting a guy that knew how Arkansas worked, had been there before, and had the respect of everyone in the industry. Yeah, and Seth, Seth. It was surprising. It Seth was like, wrote a good article. Yeah. Drink, by the way. Seth yeah. wrote a good article yeah. about that. Yeah, it did. It uh, totally. Thing. Yeah. Totally. Um, so that notification that just went off, uh, it's from, you know, it's a Dog Nation notification. The headline is Kirby Smart, injured Darnell Washington, Tyke Smith, quote, have a ways to go. Yeah. So that's kind yeah. of echoes so what will. So. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. He's I mean, not generally, I will say though, when he says stuff like that, it's usually not like, hey, they're fine, 100%, like generally speaking. Or they could be bleeding out the second. Yeah. We don't yeah. know. I, but I would say it's more likely the last. It's rare that he well, I don't says. I they're bleeding out. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but I mean, it is more rare that he says, oh, they're in big trouble, they're not going to make it, and then they come back and they're 100%. I, I don't think you generally. Yeah. He usually errs toward caution in that regard, which I think is frankly probably the right Yeah, thing. and then while we're on it, uh, Arian Smith's probable. Kyrus Jackson, again, is probable. Uh, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, questionable. Yeah. Are we all? Uh, Kendall Milton, I didn't see him play against Vanderbilt. Uh, he's questionable. Washington, Smith are questionable. Blaylock, questionable. Pickens, of course, is out. Kimber had a season-ending injury. He's yeah. out. Uh, and then Ratledge and Rochester. I mean, yeah, Rochester's still on the, the yeah. team. Rochester's still on the team? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, he's like a super, yeah. super, super senior. Quadruple super yeah. senior. He was a Rick recruit. I mean, you could tell me he was a golf recruit, and you would, I, I couldn't argue with you. There's always that one guy on every team. It was like Hunter Renfro for Clemson that felt like they were there forever. Um, this is a big thing in basketball, too. Because yeah, basketball, yeah. you see the guys all the time. Yeah. They're like, well, there's, a, there's a player on uh, Kansas this year, Jalen Coleman Lands. He's literally been playing since John Gross, a year before John Gross got fired in Illinois. Really? And he's been there since two. Uh, he's been playing college basketball since 2015. It's yeah, like, there, there's uh, a, he's on 14, four different a college teams. football player the same way. Yeah. It's like he's it's like really wild. He yeah, he got a I don't know. He got yeah, like well, two medical red There's going to be someone this year that's probably playing a seventh season because of yeah. the COVID year, yeah. adding to maybe yeah. a, a medical yeah. red shirt. Plus exactly with right. yeah, plus with transfer rules, yeah. like there's a yeah. lot of like it's just cool. Whatever, so, let him play forever. He's 26 years old. Yeah. So question: He can we, make money now. It's like BYU. Like yeah. Georgia's played four games. That's the red shirt rule. Is there anybody that you think that they we don't see any more of? Uh, no, because they've been pretty um, diligent about managing. That's why I don't. Th- frankly, I don't think that's why we didn't see Vandergriff, um in in the game uh, this yeah, week to save him, right? Because he played played in UAB, right? Um, I don't think you'd be in the position of playing someone the first four games and shutting them down. You might play one, right? That's then sit three, right, right. play one later. I think if you if you do it correctly, you yeah. don't do four and then sit. Yeah, you let them spread it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And then, and also, I guess now would have been the week that somebody would announce they're transferring because they're unhappy. 
wasn't that the rule where you can isn't that what the Clemson quarterback who transferred to Missouri did after four oh, weeks he uh, shut Ke- it down? Uh, Kelly Bryant. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, yeah, I know he transferred to Missouri, but I don't remember what the situation is. Um yeah, I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a rule or just yeah. a thing. I guess you can do it anytime. Yeah, you can do it anytime, like uh the Ohio State Ohio State. Just don't expect to oh, get that right. championship ring if you uh play for the first four games of the year. Yeah, also, and, uh, well, you know, to... you're not bought in. So uh yeah, one last thing. One last thing about the game uh, proper is that um, it, it's going to be interesting to see uh, because I think there's a range of outcomes in this game. And again, we'll talk about what our predictions are in a minute. There's going to be a range of outcomes in this game. It's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, over in the old, at the Ole Miss Alabama game. Um, that game could provide a really interesting contrast for. Um, for Styles, because mm-hmm. uh, it styles are games, right? Because yeah. there is a world where Georgia wins this game, seventeen twenty to six, seventeen to six, twenty to six, and there's a lot of oh, Georgia still doesn't have the offense <laughs> thing, <laughs> right? right? right, right. Um, but there's and, also and Alabama wins like fifty two to forty eight. Yeah, and yeah, it was like, well, Alabama gets it. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's also a world where Georgia really houses. Um, Arkansas, like really lights them up, like Ar- like Alabama does, and Alabama struggles against Ole Miss, and um, w- where you see um, where you see more people like, oh, Georgia might be for real. Um, so I, I just I think it, I think it bears keeping an eye on. Also, we talked about the game time. But one possibility I didn't consider is a noon three thirty six day option. Damn it, Slive, yeah. uh, not Slive, <laughs> whoever the. Who's the SEC? Uh, Sankey. Sankey. Damn it, Sankey. Um, Slime. Slime. Well, Slime's dead. Yeah, uh, he's still dead. <laughs> um, but, you know, that was... Uh, even in the SEC, you do eventually have to die. You do yeah, have like, to die. I'm sorry. Uh, even if you create the monster that it is. Yeah. the uh, I, I did think it was interesting. Uh, we were obviously right about the 8 o'clock game with, with A&M, uh, Alabama. Um, and people are like, well, what? You know, what happens? Just go... Take care of business. Georgia goes and wins this football game. Um, uh, Alabama, I'm sorry, LSU and Auburn. Uh, you can't worry about LSU versus Auburn and how that turns out. Um, if it, you know, if you end up, uh, Auburn ends up housing LSU and we end up playing at noon. I mean, LSU ends up housing Auburn. We play at noon. We play at noon, yeah. and that's just the way it is. And um, I was looking back. Uh, Wondering, I mean, obviously they're going to look at last for a girl. I have the perfect thing for you. Oh. Subi, it's it's an advertisement. Really, because it sounds like your son. No, it's not a lot like I... Jack. And by the way, if Jack knows what Subi is, and he's taking girls on dates where he's Subi and something. Good for him. I hope it's duck breast because. <laughs> <laughs> no, I pulled up ESPN, and it, they always run these ads. Um... Too high. Will is too high. Causes give too much over. Sorry. Uh oh. Um, so last year's game, you know, we we kind of forget we played Arkansas last year. That sounds made up. Georgia won thirty-seven to ten. But if if you don't remember, Georgia was down seven to five at halftime of the game. And I was looking back. Um, Felipe Franks, obviously, you know, Falcons backup quarterback. Uh, he was the. <laughs> that sounds made up. <laughs> he was the starter. KJ Jefferson was one for two for three yards in the game. Traylon Smith, uh, there was their leading rusher, had six carries for thirty-eight yards, a long of eleven. And Traylon Burks had a touchdown, had their only touchdown, and 102 yards receiving. 
So um, Georgia ended up scoring 32 points in the second half and won the game 37 to 10. Um, so Tony, do do they do they look at this game? I mean, or is this complete? It almost feels like a completely not only because it was a COVID year, yeah. it, it feels completely different. It feels like a different world to me. It feels like a different world. I mean, look, it, the COVID season feels weirder and weirder the farther you get away yeah. from it. I mean, honest. look, there are some bones of Georgia's offense there, right? That was Munkin's first game uh, and probably first true live practice. <laughs> And also like, lost the quarterback that he lost, frankly, both quarterbacks they thought they were going to have. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think what they look at, um, I think what they look at is both teams look at tendencies and both teams will look at uh, basic sets. But I mean, since then, uh, Arkansas played what, eight games? We played 10 games last uh, year. Yeah. Uh, and then you know four more this year. So there, I think it's playing a game field that, look, if we were playing first game of the season, this it might be a touch more relevant. But four games into the season, you kind of know, you at least know your personnel, you at least know your base sets offensively and defensively uh, on both sides of the ball uh, and for both teams. So, well, it shows that they got off to a rotten start and they still were able to beat them by what twenty seven points. But, but I think it also, still scored a safety. <laughs> that means very important things. It is all. But it, I will say another thing though. One thing I remember that game, other than, wow, we're playing a college yeah. football game. I'm so excited to get to why I didn't think this was going to happen. Um, but was, remember, Arkansas had lost how many SEC games oh. in a row coming into that? Like a shocking, like 19, like a like an Illinois-esque level of Big Ten games that they lost <laughs> in a row. And then, so the idea was Pittman was coming in in a situation not dissimilar than, say, Geoff was taking over in Georgia Tech. Where it's like, wow, this is going to take a massive overhaul. This team has fallen apart. Maybe they should have even got rid of Bielema. Like, things were really, really bad for Arkansas. And immediately, you're like, you look at them and you're like, oh, okay, they're actually weirdly organized and seem to have some sort of structure mm-hmm. in a way that you didn't necessarily expect them to. And frankly, you saw that the rest of the year from Arkansas, which I think, again, speaks well to Pittman. The idea that this was... Arkansas was not just... Like, they fired the coach, but teams fire the coach all the time. Arkansas was the pits. Like, they were, like, they had lost 19 straight SEC games. Like, it was it was done for oh, them. Oh, no, they were UConn bad. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it was falling apart. Pittman, from his very first game, put a legitimate huge scare into big, bad Georgia. And they have been solid and consistent and well-coached ever since. Yeah, uh, they, they lost they lost a ton of one-score games last yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, that's... Right. And those are variance games. Over over time, uh, the stats say that you end up those end up going to five hundred. So, so it is it's it is speaks even more to what he's put together there very quickly. And I would argue is uh, something that mo- a lot of college pro- programs don't like to do, which is hire dudes in their like early to mid fifties rather than getting like these thirty six year old guys. With coordinator experience, yeah, and yeah, and just be like, yeah, like listen, they they trusted what he was doing and they were right. Yeah, who wear tent shirts, <laughs> which I love. So, all right, Scott. Okay, I know you got some stuff for us. I got some stuff. It's Arkansas. It is Arkansas, and uh, so I mean, might as well. This isn't really uh, made up as trivia. Oh, and then we've got fun office pools. There's a new leader in the clubhouse. There is not. There's a new second place. Not me. (laughs) Had a bad night. Bad night. Um. So, uh, can you tell me Georgia's all-time record versus Arkansas? This will be the sixteenth matchup. Sixteenth. Okay. Good. 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 That helps a little bit. Can I start? Yeah. I'm going to say 10, 4, and 1. Good guess. So 11 and 5. 
good guess. You're right around it. It's like it's like it's right around the strike zone. Eleven and four. Eleven and four. Okay. Eleven and four. Um, this is the first matchup in Athens since 2010. The Darren McFadden oh, game, oh. Felix Jones game. It was like 34-10 or something. It was bad. I don't know, but yeah, Georgia got housed by uh, that, yeah. that duo. That was a good team. Good, yeah, good they, team. they were a solid team. team. This will also mark 28 years since Arkansas's first visit to Sanford on October 2nd, 1993. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Which was also a conference. loss yeah. by was, Georgia. That was eight days before my 18th birthday. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so it's weird that Arkansas joined the conference in 92. Right. Uh, and so Georgia, we lost them in Independence Bowl, Liberty Bowl, like in 91. Mm-hmm. So we played them three years in a row, mm-hmm. um, and, but lost all three, right? Something like that. Yeah. I didn't look that deeply. Yeah. So, we'll so go I, think, I think we started out 0-3 against them, and then we've lost one game since the 10 game. I think that's yeah. right. Um, so – uh, this will let's see. Okay, uh, look, here's another little fact. Uh, of course, many Georgia fans will remember this. Georgia's first SEC championship game appearance was against Arkansas, Arkansas baby. Oh. and it started with a bang. It did. Do you remember that? I do. The block punt. Sat, that's the highest I've ever. What sat. year is that? Nine oh two. Oh yeah, oh two. Yeah, Sorry. I sat with my my father and I sat with our backs against the wall in the upper deck at the Georgia Dome. <laughs> I've been I've had some bad seats in there, but that was my worst seat. The second worst seat was the nineteen ninety six gold medal basketball game in the Olympics. <laughs> I was only I was five rows in front of the upper deck, in front of the wall. But we literally sat with our backs against the wall there. Yeah, uh, when DeCorey Bryant blocked that punt, that, yeah, that place it was crazy. came unglued. So nuts. <laughs> uh, and then, so I've I've got one other question for you. Okay, there have been eight. Think about it. They've played 15 times. Uh-huh. Georgia and Arkansas have played in eight different places. Oh, eight different cities. Let's do it. Hop right, you go down. ahead. Sanford Stadium. Well, Athens, yes. Athens, okay. Four times. Oh, sorry, sorry. Four times. Four okay. times. Razorback Stadium. Razor, uh, Fayetteville. Uh, Five times. Donald Reynolds, yeah. Atlanta. Correct. One time. Fayetteville. War Memorial. You said Fayetteville. I'm sorry. War Memorial in Little Rock. Last year, yeah, that was one time, the first and only time. All right, that's we got I mean, four that more. Four? We got four more. They played in a bowl game. Uh huh. What bowl game would they have? Played? They played in one, two, three. They played in four bowl games. Oh, I got it. Oh, you I got, got it. it. I got it. Okay. Go ahead. Um, Dallas. Yep, Cotton Bowl. That's right. Mm-hmm. Sugar Bowl. That's right. New Orleans one time. Hmm. Uh, I said one of them a minute ago. I might have been wrong about what, you're which right. one it was. Was I? I haven't listened to anything either one of you said for years. Um, <laughs> it's fair. Uh, let's go with uh, Miami or Miami Gardens. Nope. No, wrong ball. Shreveport. That's correct. Well, what ball was that? Independence Ball. Oh. Shreveport's lovely. This time of year. Bossier City's lovely. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. so I'm out then. I, I, yeah. I lose. And then finally. Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was crazy. Eight different places. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even think about how much you would like and that. And Columbus. Right? Yeah, I know one said Columbus. We kept waiting to say Columbus. I would have go, I would have defaulted for Columbus, but yeah, this might have been the first time I've seven years into this podcast that my knowledge of Georgia football actually helped. <laughs> I, don't, I think it's been more often than that. So the rest of the SEC East versus Arkansas. Figure in case y'all wanted okay. to know. Yeah. Uh, Florida is ten and two. All time versus Arkansas. Okay. Kentucky is five and three. Okay. Uh, Tennessee is thirteen and six. 
Okay. Remember that famous Clint Stoner? Yeah, the Clint Sto- Stoner, Stoner yeah. game. Yeah. Where he uh, fumbled. Clint Stoner. Yeah. Future, future errors. That Cardinals. got them the national championship because of that game, that fumble mm-hmm. that where he put it on the ground. Uh, Vanderbilt's 3-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. South Carolina is 10-13. and 13. Okay. And Missouri is 9-3. and three. Nine For what it's worth. Yeah. South Carolina, is, uh, is that a traditional cross I think it must be because yeah, they played know. 23 times. Yeah. And so... If you add ninety-two plus, I th- don't Arkansas, Missouri play. I thought they do now. I, yeah, they, they do, do now. now. But when they when it's South Carolina, when South Carolina and Arkansas came in the right. conference, that was uh, that was the original. They usually play like usually the day before Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. yeah. Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It used to be Arkansas LSU day after yeah. Thanksgiving for the boot. For the boot, that was yeah. a huge game uh, when we when we first. There was a year that Georgia missed out on being able to to win the SEC East because Arkansas lost to Missouri. Okay. Yeah, in one yeah. of those games. Rumble. All right, so uh, dark days where Georgia was losing to Missouri, it was losing out the SEC. Got, no, uh, like in my time here, in, your in time my here. time here, yeah. that has happened. All right, buy or sell. All right, shows up to get again tonight. All right, here we go. Buy or sell. There is no Heisman front runner. Hold on, let me say that again. Buy <laughs> or sell. There is no Heisman front runner thus far. It's funny how uh, I will totally buy that because yeah. the, the notion that like. Uh, a lot of analytic places say that Spencer Rattler is still the leader, and he got booed by his own fans this week. So that's I, I again, everybody drink. Uh, Seth Emerson mentioned his piece. He's like, he's like, you know, Daniels is not <laughs> out of the picture on this sort of thing. Have a big game this week. It's something you might talk about. There is absolutely a world where JT Daniels gets in this picture. So who I will who buy. Would, who would you say? Might have a besides Daniels or maybe Daniels. What throw out another national name that could jump up if they have? Is there any like maybe Desmond Ritter if they beats Notre Dame or something? Um, maybe. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 If, yeah. He has, if he has like a huge game against Notre Dame, that's a good one. Um, the, that's gonna be a cool. What time is that, that 2:30. game? Two thirty. So we'll, we'll be back. The quarterback time. at Oregon still has a shot at it. I, you're not going to like this, but Emory Jones has a shot at it. I have it, to say, right? Emory Jones does have a start. Right? I mean, because I, I mean, because people will pay attention to what happened against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Okay. I uh, mean, Bryce Young is not entirely out. Of I mean, Bryce. Alabama. I mean, but in the same way, JT Daniels not entirely out of it. Noisy out. Oh, it went oh, over. Uh, we're Just, watching the Cardinals and the Cardinals Brewers. try to win their 17th consecutive game. I feel obliged to point out. And, the Braves, and also and the Braves, Braves and the Braves trying to put the Phillies out of, uh, of uh, their misery. They're they're taking them behind the, the Phillies barn and really kind of need to sweep this series. So well, they need to win two. <laughs> they at least need to win two of them. <laughs> yeah. The first two would be nice yeah. to win. Uh, first all right. two, it's over. So uh, four no. weeks buy or sell. Four weeks in, the ACC is out of the college football playoff. Buy. No you offense to Wake Forest. I'll hold. I'll hold. I'll hold. Okay. So who who, who? Wake Forest? <laughs> who really? Wake Forest, have you seen the Big 12? Have you seen the Pac-12? Who really? So, okay, so let, let's play this game. Okay. So let's assume... I feel like Boston College has got a better chance than Wake so Forest. So let's, let's assume Georgia and Alabama. No matter... No matter let's, let's just yep. play that game. Yep. Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. Do you trust a one-win Oklahoma getting in over... One-loss Oklahoma. A one-loss Oklahoma getting in over a um, an undefeated Wake or Boston College? No, but you don't Boston trust College and okay. Wake Forest are not going undefeated. Okay, that's fair. That's and fair. Um, I, I think it is. I just don't think anyone's going undefeated. Okay, and yeah. and the, the, I, the I Wake hold. Forest. I would give Boston College a better chance of going undefeated than Wake Forest. Maybe, but I don't think anyone's going. Undefeated. Yeah, the only reason I hold is that I am increasingly convinced that 
a team out of the blue is going to win the Big 12. Uh, and what's out of the blue? Like Texas, right? Somebody that lost the third place team in the West, yeah, yeah, SEC right. West. Uh, For the record, the world where Boston College or Wake Forest makes a playoff is an awesome world. Well, I, mean, I am so pro that. Yeah. We're talking I'm about 2007 so, when Wake yeah, Forest beat Georgia so Tech in the SEC championship. I mean, I mean ACC worth, championship. Like the whole thing now is that like, is this? Are we getting? Seven? It's like, so far. We getting, really? Really? But what it really requires is like yeah. this weekend, yeah, Alabama or Georgia to lose. Well, this yeah. this kind of falls into my next question. My next buy or sell. Buy or sell. There will be a major upset this weekend. What's a major upset? Alabama or Georgia losing. Something, yeah, I'd say I, top 15. I, I, don't, I don't think it. Who's Oregon play? Yeah, I think I think we need to know. It needs to be play. Alabama, Georgia, or Oregon. Those are the only three oh, teams. I know. Penn State. Yeah, I guess Penn so. State. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma. I, I feel I like Oklahoma losing now is not, it's not a major <laughs> upset. Like, okay, it's a hold. I still think it's a hold. Yeah, I think it, I, I don't. I don't. I'm going to sell. I don't think Georgia or Alabama are losing. Not to yeah, if it's Georgia, picks. Alabama, sell. So. Yeah, but I mean that's that's that is the next logical step from the way this season has gone. Mm-hmm. The general consensus is Georgia and Alabama are here, and then it's maybe Oregon, and then it's madness. Although, what really makes true chaos is Georgia Alabama losing. If you're going to ask me to pick which of the two teams most likely to lose, Alabama. I agree. All right, so buy or sell. If Ole Miss beats Alabama, they'll jump from 12 to number two or maybe number one. Top uh, five, six, seven. They won't jump to one. They'll be in the top five. If they win at Alabama, they will be in the top I guess it depends on context, right? If they beat them, look, if they beat them 50 to 24, absolutely. If it's 41-38. They're getting in the top five. They'll move to four. Alabama will go to five. (laughs) <laughs> All right. That would be the ultimate insult. They beat them in Alabama's three and they're four. <laughs> no, that won't happen. But that won't happen, right? That's what I'm saying. Don't I know, but if it were to ever happen. But here's it in, in a stra- strangely, strangely, if they beat Alabama 51 to 24, Alabama falls to 10, they go to six. Because that's, mm. way, that's the way polars look at things. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think if people believed in Oklahoma, Iowa, or Penn State more, that might be the case. But I think that, like, if Mississippi beats Alabama, they've done something in a oh, way that, yeah. that, like, Iowa has not. Penn so, State has so are not. We, are, we, are we ready to say Iowa's in the playoffs? Uh, listen, a Big Ten team's getting in, and I really – you know, it's funny. Ohio State is still considered the favorite yeah. from the Big Ten to get in. C.J. Stroud did not start this week because Very irritating. Resting his elbow. Yeah. Just a <laughs> visual medium, guys. I do find it Dick quotes. Okay, but, so uh, buy or sell – if Arkansas beats Georgia, they'll jump to number one. Sell. Sell. Sell just because it would require Alabama losing. Okay. I don't think they're both going to lose. And frankly, if that happens, you, I think Listen, they might put Mississippi Georgia, If Georgia didn't move, move to number one, beating the number two team, Arkansas yeah. is not, number, not moving to number one, beating the number two team. Even, but let's say, who's number one if Georgia and Alabama both lose? Ole Miss. <laughs> Uh, who's number three now, right now? Oregon. Oregon. Probably Oregon. Yeah. Like, uh, people, people don't like to get, they don't, listen, that's Georgia, Georgia's picked up two first place votes in the AP. Georgia's picked up one first place vote in the coaches poll. Even after what happened in Gainesville with Alabama Mm -hmm. and, and in Florida, that they're just not, they're just not, 
voters are just not geared towards making big changes like that. Right. And they're not, and frankly, they're not geared against going against Alabama. Right. Which is totally reasonable because that's yeah, fine. Alabama's shown some stuff. My favorite stat. I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna throw it out. I think I might throw it out every week on every podcast until it changes. Alabama has been favored in every single game since the game that they 2015 won, that they won here. Yeah. It's remarkable. That's like so long. Six years, guys. Like my son, like when was he's like aged. still in diapers, <laughs> and like now he's riding horses. All right, buy or sell. That the- a metaphor? <laughs> no, he's literally riding, riding horses. Buy or sell. The winner of Cincinnati Notre Dame all but punches a ticket to the CFP. So, so I am definitely rooting for Cincinnati though. Oh yeah, I want Notre Dame out. I want him out. I'm fine. I'm, I don't want. I'm tired of seeing crappy Notre Dame teams lose in the first round of the playoff. I'd rather see a well, not, man, not to be fair. If Georgia's playing them, I'm okay with it. What do you think of a Georgia Cincinnati playoff? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think I like I it. I don't think I like it. Before. I don't want it, but see, I don't think I like it because like they Revenge. were very angry yeah. about that game. Yeah. <laughs> like they were very angry to have lost that game. Well, I hadn't even thought of that. With that yeah. um, buy or sell the TV? The TV network swung and missed with this week's game time schedule. They went to basically what I'm saying is they should have put a six day hold on it. You this know, this seems like a this. you know this stuff better than I do, Tony. But this feels like a better use of the six day than next week's is. Well, sure, but I mean, look, Arkansas has gone from <laughs> getting votes to 15th to eighth in in three weeks. <laughs> right. right? You're not going to put Ole Miss, Alabama, with both of those teams that way. You're not going to put them at any time other than the CBS game. That was that was preordained. Look, if if Arkansas had been eighth when that that came out, maybe Georgia Arkansas is three thirty. Don't know, but you're going to put that game on the three thirty slot with CBS. They have first choice. So really, what you're left with with ESPN is like, okay, so what do we want to do here? So they came out today and said that. They've, they've all known this weekend was going to be a three-slot SEC on the ESPN, right? right. right? Which mean, When they do that, which means they're going to do a noon game, a 6 p.m. game, a 9 p.m. game. Right. Noon game, 6 p.m., because they're not, gonna, they, they're not allowed to go up against on, the, on the ESPN against CBS at 9 p.m. They also say they're never going to put an Eastern Time Zone team at 9 p.m., which means basically you were looking at Georgia at 6 or Georgia at noon. Right. Well... If you're trying to win the noon spot against Big Noon Saturday, yeah. you're going to put there with the number two team. You make so much sense, Tony. And I really do feel like this is another reason I want Georgia fans to show out this week. Because yeah. it feels like you can start a new thing. Yeah. Like you can legitimately start a new thing that people have not seen before to have people filing in. Like, there's, has there ever been a time? Where like I'm actually would love an ESPN historian. What a sad job, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, an ESPN historian to look and say, has there ever been a time where fans have been full in the stadium watching Corso put the headset on? I want to say that he did it at Oklahoma one time. I mean, it's possible, yeah. You know, and to yeah. be to be fair, I was at the game. Um, the, I think it was the first time ESPN Game Day ever came to Athens in 1998 versus Tennessee, Georgia, Tennessee. We got shellacked, but they did it on top of the Tate Center. Yeah. Uh, before they expanded I think that's it, where, I think that's where Fowler where made the comment. What was that? A noon game? 
No, I don't think so. Uh, so then the stadium CBS. was not full. That's no, no, it wasn't. No, that's, no, but it was a that's cool the precedent. Look. Yeah, the no. precedent yeah, is I, a I, full stadium. I think you're right. Watching someone on the field, it, it'll be it'll be something. It'll else. be cool. It like, will be. I'm gonna make sure that I'm there. I'm always there, happens. like 35 yeah. minutes. They're not gonna be on the field. They're gonna be in the end zone, right below the scoreboard where, where Top Golf was. No. Where Top Golf was. Yeah, right below. I'm sorry, Will. Below the scoreboard. Golf. 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 So, and a lot of people are like, well, it just means they're going to come back more. Maybe. Whatever. We live in a different world than we lived in in 1999. So, get over the fact that there's noon games. I, <laughs> I don't like it. I hate it. God, I hate it. Yeah, because you, you want a fourth meal. Yeah, I want a full 19 hours of tailgating. Uh, but we don't have it this week. I'm still going to show up and yell my ass off. Yeah. All right, a couple more. Buy or sell the atmosphere. Oh, well, here we go. The atmosphere ass for off. <laughs> ESPN game day will be something else. So, I yeah, I think we answered buy. that. We're going to buy that. Buy. Uh, all right, last two. Buy or sell. The Braves will make the playoffs. Buy. I like that. And uh, I say that they're up 2-0 right now. If right. All they really have to do is win one game in the series. Yeah, the magic number is five. They yeah. win tonight. It's three. The That's, Braves, I'm sorry, the Phillies need to sweep the series, and they have not. Uh, buy or sell, the Cardinals will never lose again. <laughs> well, they, they, they were down 2-0 uh, five minutes ago, and it's now 2-2. So uh, they will lose again, but uh, hopefully not tonight. Okay, and then uh, I <laughs> probably want... Probably in the... Oh, nope, short. Probably in the, probably in the wildcard game. All right, so I want your four, like, if you were uh, predicting. What is that? Will's phone? Oh. No, it's not my phone. Oh, that was uh, Jennifer. Te- somehow a text message came through. Wow, that was uh, it's shocking. Your wife? It's your da- is it your dad or your wife? It's my wife. Okay. Uh, all right, so I want your predictions. Just throw me out four teams for the college football playoff, just as it stands today. All right. You want me to go first? Yes. All right. Alabama, Georgia, Iowa, Oregon. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Cincinnati. Oh. Yeah. By the way, that's not my order. I'm just right. saying. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. I wrote down Bama, Georgia, Cincinnati, Oregon. Okay. Yeah. I just I just I do I not trust the CFP committee to put a group of five team in there. I just don't. I mean, it's a fa- it's a totally fair thing. Right. It's a totally I, they fair will, thing. Yeah. It's yeah, a totally don't. fair thing. But I mean, for crying out loud, if they win at Notre Dame mm-hmm. this weekend and they go into I don't know how you could possibly keep them out. Uh, unless that's not true. You can keep them out if the Oregon Boston stays College, undefeated. Boston College and season. one of those ACC yeah. is one of those ACC teams. Um, or Oklahoma stays undefeated, which I feel obliged to point out. Like could, lost, yeah. yeah, it does. It feels right. like they've lost. Right. They've not lost, but it totally feels like. Well, because lost. Spencer Rattler got yeah. moved by his. That is the weirdest. It's, it's the, so stupid. It is so funny that Oklahoma feels like they've lost because <laughs> like, they it totally does. have, and they haven't. It does. <laughs> uh, all right, and then finally, uh, give me your Major League Baseball final four: your ALCS and NLCS. Okay. Ooh. If you're allowed to, yeah, will. I'm, I'm, I'm not like Herb Street. I'm calling <laughs> the game. I can't discuss it. Um, I would right, say I, I gotta look. Here. I'll go first because I, I this is obviously right in my wheelhouse. Everyone read by the way on MLB.com the day on uh, Sunday. Of course, is the last day of the regular season. Um, th- they all now play at the same time at three oh five. Okay, they started doing that after two thousand eleven because oh, it was okay. such an so awesome get experience. history lessons. Yeah, they start. That's why they did because it was such a great thing. Yeah. They wanted to all have them all happen at the same time. So. Um, 
and then it's on Monday on MLB.com you'll be able to see I did rootability rankings for every, not rankings but like three reasons to root for every team to win the World Series including the Braves who will be in the playoffs um, and, uh, and then I rank the top 50 players uh, in the playoffs I do that every year it's like my oh, big okay. tradition on, on the site um, I would say here's my prediction for the NLCS I'm going to say Dodgers Brewers in the National League and so we're only doing the final four okay yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna say, Rays White Sox. Oh, okay. Oh, Tony, what do you got? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a little provocative. I will. I agree with the Dodgers and Brewers. <laughs> I'm gonna be provocative uh, and say the Chicago it's... Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part of me wants to pick the Giants, but I just they're pitching. Is Dodgers like, are so yeah. freaking good. Dodgers are so good. So I'll stick with that. I'm going to say I, I'm gonna be a, a touch provocative. Uh, because there's been a wild card team in there, uh, I'm going to say, uh, you know, I'll pull the trigger. Yankees Rays, y- Yankees Rays, and it's going to be tough. Dodgers, Dodgers, uh, Brewers. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Braves Cardinals, <laughs> and I mean, then I'm going to can't happen. Have, no, Yankees yeah, Rays can't happen. It's Braves Cardinals. Oh, Yankees Rays can't happen. I'm right, sorry. Right, You're right. right. No, so I got do I over. That. I got yeah. I got to start over. Okay, so I've got I've got Braves Cardinals, and then I'll be provocative and say White Sox Mariners. <laughs> I would love that. that super is, provocative. That is definitely provocative. That that is the Mariners less provocative. are on life support. Yeah, right less now. provocative I, than White Sox. Uh, uh, Arizona State. <laughs> well, but, uh, I, I mean, part of me wants to pick the Mariners. I just don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think. I mean, they're a lot. Uh, I would love to. They're, they're, they're hanging up on the A's. Astros race. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, fun office pools. Yeah. I had a terrible day because I put Clemson way high. I also put North Carolina way high, and I do not care. I do not care about Clemson. I'm not happy about North Carolina. So the standings, we we do have a new overall leader. Yeah, um, it is uh, Kaz GL, maybe Kaz Gal. I don't know. Uh, John B. Crow's second. UGA Foo, Foo is third. Go for two is fourth. Wood is also fourth. <laughs> Just Wood. <laughs> Doc Idiot is uh, sixth. Uh, where's something I recognize? Uh, Basin Dog. Basin Dog Basin is uh, 13. Yeah, Bernie Dog was pretty P44 high. P44 Haynes. Nice. Is uh, 15. Parrish Walton, 23rd. Uh, and you keep on scrolling. Oh, and then very quickly at number 35, 35. Juavi Films, Scott Duvall uh, is, is he, there. He's beating both of us. He's beating both of us. Uh, uh, someone's ranking this year. Yeah, I'm actually someone's following ranking through. correctly. So I've got uh, 180 points. The leader overall has 202. Yeah. Um, uh, 32 and 11 record. Um, let's see. The next in line is Tony. He is ranked 62nd I'm not with 175 that. points of the 28-15 record and then ranked 109. I'm I didn't even know I had year. that many people registered. Yeah, I've had a bad year. Will, <laughs> uh, 167. You're only 13 points behind me. I'm having uh, a bad year. 25-18 and 18 record. That's, a, that's one of the saddest statements I've ever been told. You're only 19 <laughs> points. We appreciate your plan, though. It's yeah. fun to do. It is it's, fun. It's a good way to keep up. It is fun. So let's. Uh, with that being said, let's uh, make our weekly picks. And we start with the Baylor Bears, who are ranked uh, 21st, taking on Oklahoma State, who are there. Two undefeated teams, two ranked teams, undefeated, playing in uh, 
Stillwater. He's gotten that Baylor thing turned around faster than I thought he was going yeah. to. Yeah, Dave Aranda's uh, doing okay. I, I will give him credit for that. I still, uh, I'm taking Oklahoma State. Yeah, I uh, I came real close early in, early when we were doing pregame to say Oklahoma State might be a dark horse, and I got talked out of it by some really smart football people on something called uh, the Solid Verbal, <laughs> and uh, I regret that now. I, I, I think, frankly, Oklahoma State looks like the most solid top-to-bottom team in the Big 12, and uh, I'm going to pick them. He's a man. He's now 50. He is now 50. Wow. Seems like that just happened. It they, did. You know, it was like Ten a couple weeks ago. after they played Georgia here in Athens. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to know one quick thing when it comes to age. I've been rewatching The Sopranos because the uh, yeah the, the movie's coming the, out. The yeah. prequel for The Sopranos is coming out on Friday on the HBO Max. Saints of Newark. Uh, the Mini Saints of Newark. Mini Saints. And I'm not seeing it, but it comes out on Friday. But I've been rewatching it, and it is difficult to watch now uh, for a lot of reasons. But one of them is James Gandolfini and Tony Soprano. There's a famous scene. You guys watched Sopranos, right? I didn't see it. I have not watched it. I started My watching God! it. My God! Hold on. Hold on. I started watching it in the pandemic. I have... I. It's. It wasn't a great time to watch it because I have kids. So yeah, but it aired 15 years ago. I didn't like, have HBO. Oh my god! 15 years ago, I had toddlers. We had DVDs <laughs> like the whole. Like I think I got my dad Sopranos DVDs every Christmas for like eight years. 15 years ago, I had kids. I had anyway, babies. Anyway, anyway, it's on my list. It's and I'm not going to watch it. Watch see, I saw how it ended. So because well, no, well, uh, no, you, you do don't. That? You don't know anything about. No. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Point is, is that. Uh, I was watching uh, for those of you, for those of you regular humans yeah. that watch The Sopranos. Uh, there's a scene where because later on the ep- in, in the series, uh, Tony Soprano and James Gandolfini no get like incredibly obese. Okay, like, he gets very very big to the point. That there's one scene where he gets on the scale and he's he's literally at like 305, and like it's part of like it had to do with James Gandolfini's drug addiction and his, uh, uh, but also. It fits the character because the character gets more weighed down. His life kind of gets mm-hmm. gets gets out of control of him, and so I wa- I remember watching that scene. I was like, man, this old man mm-hmm. is getting so huge. His life, he's like, he's how is he ever going to survive? He's forty five. Wow, when that happened, and it's so hard to watch that show. I'm I literally turning forty six in two weeks. It is hard to watch that show now because at the time I watched it, I was like in my early, like late twenties, early thirties, and like wow, uh, this I did not know just what middle age did to you. <laughs> and now I understand better what middle age does to you. It didn't do that to any of us. I'm right. proud to report, but uh, uh, well, certainly. Uh, well, I mean, so this is a little confessional time. I uh, I just step on scale for twenty years until my oldest Maggie was born. Uh, and I got life insurance, and uh, she's like, "Huh?" I looked down at the scale; it only went to three hundred. Guys, mm. uh, that's when I started my weight loss journey. Wow. Uh, if you've seen pictures of me, yeah, I still weigh plenty. No, I mean, you look, I, I gotta say this is this is gonna change since we started doing this. Podcast. I do fine. I do fine. You're doing and, great. Uh, I, I I was I was above three bills then, so and I was in my thirties, and I, I decided I want to see my kids grow up, yeah. uh, and now I do. Some version of CrossFit because I want to get off the toilet when I'm 80, and uh, <laughs> so uh, for the record, when I get to 80, I don't care whether I'm on the toilet. I, or not. It's, it's a pride thing at that point. It's a pride thing. Uh, so I could totally see Jan- James Gedolfini being uh, pushing three bills at 40 because yeah. I was doing it in my 30s. 
What we're talking about? Uh, Pittsburgh at Georgia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> give uh, me, give me Pitt. I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold yet. I will be impressed if they do something here. If they win something here, yeah. yeah. You, I mean, Geoff has it Some, going. Something is happening. If Georgia Tech wins this game. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't mean that it's something that you need to be scared about as a Georgia fan. Oh, no. However, <laughs> something is... Like, if, if he beats Pitt after last yeah, week, after could, almost beating Clemson and beating North Carolina, they, something's going they on. They could mer- very well be a middle-of-the-road Atlantic? Atlantic. I don't know. <laughs> Coastal I, know. I could look Whichever. at it 30 times and I wouldn't remember. Yeah. Whichever. I think is. Pitt's going to win as well. Okay, the game we've mentioned a couple times. You got Wait, Cincinnati. Is James, is James, the Sopranos come. Did we have a Rutgers game? How did we get there? Because we were talking about what how age, 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 okay. age. yeah, yeah age. age. And then and then we got sidetracked when we had both admitted like we haven't seen it. It's on my you queue. I just, it's just like you're not gonna be able to watch my Friday. So, uh, but it's really it's. It, it, what listen, if I watch the the uh, prequel and then go no, watch them? I actually oh. know people that are doing that because that could be yeah, me. I know people that are doing that. So. Um, Unlike but, you, I don't have a movie podcast, so it is. It has been a very pleasant surprise. I've not watched every episode. I've been reading uh, Alan Sepinwall and Matt Zeller's yeah. book, uh, The Sopranos Sessions, uh, to like, kind of get me caught up. And it is like the show is so good. It's so good. And no. It remains so good, and it is truly, truly good. I mean, it's very much a hole in yeah. my pop culture. And reference. my 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 dirty secrets. I actually don't like the thing. I don't like about culture. Now, I'll be real quick. I promise. But the thing I don't like about culture now is there's this desire to be like. There's this expectation that you have to meet audiences, what audiences want. Like, we live in a world where, like, you have to, like, if, if, if these people are liking my tweets and, give, and retweeting uh-huh. myself, I have to give them what they want to make these numbers go up. The thing I love about The Sopranos, and even, like, I love Breaking Bad, but Breaking Bad at the end was, like, we, like, we saw what happened to Lost. We mm-hmm. cannot have that be our last episode. They clearly wanted to give them what they wanted. David Chase famously was like, "You're gonna, I'm doing the show that I want, and if I, you don't like it, I don't care." It's still going and, on HBO, guys. Yeah, and so, and I, as an old Gen X guy that loves that that hates numbers and hates making people happy, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of appreciate it. Okay, we, I mean, now Scott, you're not really are you Gen X ish. Forty five. Oh, you're Gen X. You're I'm totally Gen X. You're totally Gen X. You are. I think it's seventy eight. I think yeah, seventy eight or seventy nine. I think seventy eight, seventy nine. I'm seventy five, so you're totally Gen X. Yeah, see, I think I'm, it is seventy eight. I'm, I'm totally should, Some push to eighty, but like you're definitely in it. We no. should have we should have an off season podcast about Gen X stuff. Just oh, I love that because just because well, y'all are the younger version. I'm the older version, and it's so just, my wife's seventy eight. Is she yeah. Gen X? Yeah, Alexa. Yeah. I, I consider Alexa. She's also seventy eight. Yeah. I consider Alexa seventy eight. Yeah, my wife is seventy eight, and she's a boomer. And uh, <laughs> I would. This is. I will also do a recommendation for if you are listening to this podcast and nodding right now because you uh-huh. feel very Gen X. Uh, Chuck Closeman has a new book coming out in January called wait. The '90s. Can't it's wait. literally called The '90s, and the cover of the book is one of those old uh, phones where you could the clear phones where you could yeah. see, see all the, the stuff the, in it. Yeah, yeah. all yeah. the like soldering that, and yeah, everything that, that only happened in the '90s. It is a terrific book, and I think is an excellent kind of roundup of of uh, the major things that I. I'm still a 90s kid. I still feel like selling out is bad yeah. and trying to give people what they want is bad. Could you get that book by ordering the Sports Illustrated special on the Giants? Yeah, with uh, the Super phone. Yeah. And you get, you get the Giants. Oh, man, I miss the, those days. That. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I keep all of my old tech, so I've got all of my old 90s technology. Yeah. 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 So I have my first cell phone. Andy cams and cell Which phones. I got in 93. Flip phones. My kids, they'll come down to my uh, my office and they'll, they'll, they'll go in. Yeah, my layer. And they'll go into my the closet 
and I'll know exactly what they're doing. They they can't get enough of just rummaging through all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, then they'll pop out. And, like They're like, this is an iPod? I'm like, that was back in the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. I'll bring my MP3 player. There I still do have my iPod that used to have all of my songs yeah. on it. Yeah, mine doesn't work. Yeah, should, and, we, should, we should definitely do that yeah. in all season. Yeah. And now it's Spotify. Now in an age of Spotify, it feels like silly to have. I, I still have all of my, like, I, my CDs are broken, but I have the, the cases oh, because of the album plus, art. Good for you, man. Good Great. for you. Like, yeah, I, you, there's and you know no, me, I've kept all those Sports Illustrated. No hate so. for me on this. this Raise your hand if you had Napster. Nothing but good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I still good. have the songs I downloaded Napster from there. Was, I, there was all sorts of stuff you could oh, find. Oh, yeah, there you go. See stuff. All right, Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Whew. I believe in Cincinnati. I still believe in Cincinnati. Uh, I now that this has been raised, the idea of Georgia facing Cincinnati in the playoff, <laughs> it's in, it's now it's not going to get out of my head. Mm-hmm. So I kind of need Cincinnati to lose this week so that will get out of my head. But I don't think they're going to. I think Cincinnati wins. Yeah, I, I'm with Will. I mean, everybody's going to look at that Notre Dame score like, oh, they blew out they Wisconsin. Didn't. No, yeah. that game was a three point. They were down by three points with with 14 minutes left in the game. They returned a kick for a touchdown, and then and Wisconsin just. Then they also had two pick sixes. Yeah, Cincinnati. I'm. Uh, I, I just picked Cincinnati being the college football playoff, but I'm going to pick Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, no duplicity there. Yeah, no, no. there's no. Uh, uh, all right, then we've got. Um, gosh, I don't know what they need to. They need to name this this uh, game something bowl. Connecticut visits Vanderbilt. Connecticut's zero five. And Vanderbilt somehow has a win. Connecticut almost won last week, which was really almost. weird. I picked Connecticut because I, I saw how horrible Vanderbilt looked. Connecticut, yeah, but Connecticut is as close as college football is going to get to a team tanking. Uh. Like that's about as close as you're going to get. I'm, I, I'm, I am picking Vanderbilt in this. I'll pick Vandy. All right. Uh, then we got Troy. The men of Troy heading to South Carolina. Those teams are both two and two. South Carolina is on a two-game losing streak. I'm picking South Carolina. I'll pick South Carolina, but I'm reserved the right to change that. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in on Beamer now. So I gotta. I gotta. I mean, his his. Yeah, his stuff. On, I find uh, it tell- is so is so interesting. I find it telling though. This is what we talked about before you came by last week. Tell to, to was the idea of like the way the two different new coaches are. I found it. However, I've been trying to investigate my own thoughts on that, and because uh, I was like, wow, so South Carolina and Vanderbilt's coach are likable, and Tennessee and Auburn's coach are not likable. But I think it's because I don't like Tennessee and Auburn. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> Heifel's, like Heifel's likable. Yeah. It's just Tennessee's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, but you don't like South Carolina. Yeah. No, no, but like, but Beamer was here, and yeah. he clearly shows proper deference to the situation here. So Heupel does have that uh, that Central Florida stench still attached. He to him. does have a whole lot of uh, Orlando bad smell. <laughs> yeah. Um. So who you pick, South Carolina? Yeah. All right, another uh, two and two matchup. Tennessee goes to Missouri. I'm gonna pick Missouri, but I don't like it. I agree. If, if if you're trying to show proof of concept in Tennessee, this is the type of game mm-hmm. that would be really handy to win. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're going to. I'm picking Missouri. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State goes to College Station to face off against a very shaky and dis- probably disoriented Jimbo Fisher. Still don't buy Mississippi State. Take, take yeah, I'm going to pick A&M, but man... 
They're I don't gonna, know what. Uh, is there gonna, a search party going on? Yeah, if you don't hear the helicopters in the background, oh, oh we'll get comments like, eh, it yeah. "Sounds like you're." Really dr- Guys, r- Kirby's r- out slum. recruiting people from uh, <laughs> North Dakota. He's that. He's recruiting people from Athens Academy. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm mean, things. Texas A&M's going to start regretting that extra million and a half they gave Jimbo if if Mississippi State beats them this week. They won't. Also, they won't. that eight that eight p.m. kickoff is going to look less good. Yeah, I think A&M's going to win. Um, then you got Auburn at LSU, two three and one teams, uh, jockeying for position of what second or third place? Fourth. Fourth place. Give me LSU. Give me LSU as well. Yeah, Arkansas. I'm how many sorry, people? Did not how many people were pulling for mm-hmm. for Auburn to mess that fourth fourth down play up last week? Me, everybody. I was, I was <laughs> right. I, there were some people that were recruiting for Auburn. I did did not understand that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just, look. I mean, my hierarchy is like, I I I don't know who I'd root against. I mean, if Florida Auburn played again, I don't know who I'd root for. But the officials, the scoreboard breaking, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Is there a, a full blown quarterback controversy in Auburn right now? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm full blown. Yeah, I think that made some decisions. Yeah, like that that that, that uh, may overstate yeah. uh, external interest. So y'all got LSU. Yes, I do too. Uh, Florida and Kentucky. Kentucky. Florida. Kentucky online this week for on Monday morning was trying to get a, a big contingent to like tweet at ESPN Game Day to come to their game. <laughs> So, so. Sure. So they're pretty fired up. But I'm a fan of Lexington. I feels, think ESPN should go there. It feels but. very similar to when Georgia was coming up there, and they got jazzed. And up. they got jazzed up because Kentucky's undefeated. And they all went, and Kentucky was close in that game. And Kentucky's not yeah. ranked. Yeah. At four zero, Wake Forest is, but Kentucky is not. I'm taking Florida, but uh, it's a, it, uh, for the record. If Kentucky wins this game, the conversation on Georgia's season, if they win against mm-hmm. Arkansas, changes considerably. I don't. I think I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. But I'm taking Florida. I think Florida wins as well. Uh, then Mississippi at Alabama, the Lane Train. I, 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 I listen. One of the million reasons I want Georgia to win is I don't want to like because if Georgia somehow loses this game, I'm not going like I think like the rest of you. I'm not not going to want to look at college football no. for a while. No. So, uh, but I really want to enjoy this game. Like this looks like it's. I still remember. That yeah, I went with the uh, Skeets. I went to oh, the, yeah. the, to the to who, who did they who did Georgia play the night before Mississippi had that wild crazy uh, five hour game that went to like two in the right, morning the tip game and um, I don't was that the Auburn? Arkansas game? Ar- no, no, it wasn't Arkansas because they were in, uh, maybe Tennessee. Yeah, don't remember, but it was. But I, t- I went with Skeets to I the game, and it was about, so yeah. fun. And we were trashed. <laughs> so, like, like back when I was pushing harder on game day than I do now. And because uh, I had a guest, so I was trying to show up. Sure, off. yeah. And, uh, and so it was like two o'clock in the morning, and we're still watching that game in the backyard, being like, yo, a sports vlog's needed in 2006. Like, it was like we were, we were totally being like jackasses. And I will always remember that game, one of the most fun games I've ever, ever, ever watched on uh, since I moved down here. I would love to have that experience. Not exactly that experience, but I'd love to have that experience again. Uh, I want Kiffin to do this. Shout out to my friend Will Haraway, uh, who's a big Mississippi guy. I. St- don't think they're quite there. I'm taking. I'm taking Alabama. Yeah, I think Alabama wins this game, but I think this game has all the potential for nonsense. 
like not, stupid score. This is what Mississippi wants. Mississippi wants nonsense. Oh, oh yeah. 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 By the way, I met Lane Kiffin. Uh, Wait, yeah, though they definitely <laughs> they definitely want a game like, I mean, look Mississippi's uh, Mississippi's path to victory this game is absolutely cocaine in the strip club, <laughs> and um, that's what they want. And I think they're going to get close. I still think they win. That's my path to every victory. <laughs> I mean, we're all winning. Yeah, I think um, Ole Miss keeps it close in the end, and it's a very low confidence point. But I'm going to pick the Rebels oh, because wow. somebody's got to knock so Alabama yeah. off. I, I'm I'm willing, you know, since I am. I may I think Georgia's it. going to. I'm I'm, I'm in I that position it. for a reason. That also changes number the SEC West. It, it does. It does. does. And then finally, uh, noon. Uh, and by the way, my noon. My, what? My <laughs> thought. I told I told Will and Tony. I texted them two weeks ago when they picked this a noon game. I was like, I'm not going to put this on Twitter, but I'm. Totally fine with it being a noon game. I still feel the same way, mainly because of everything we've talked about already. Just that it's different. It's a different experience. It's different than, you know, tailgate till 2 o'clock, 2.30, and then go to the game for 3.30, even the night game. We've had a 3.30 game this year. We've had a 7 o'clock game this year. I'm totally fine with it being a noon game. If the first two games have been noon, yeah, I'd be a little bit miffed about it. But, um, but I, you know, just enjoy the experience. Get out there early. Be loud. Um, as far as the game, um you know, I mean, I believe in Georgia. Until they prove to me that they're not going to start fast and put somebody away early, um, you know, I, I'm still believing. So I, I see this to be kind of similar to UAB in South Carolina. I think there's a lot of hype. I, you know, Arkansas has like five players, including one on defense named Bumper Pool, like the game we used to play. <laughs> his name is Bumper Pool, which is awesome. You know, he's a great linebacker. He leads re- the team in tackles. I really wasted my children's names. <laughs> That's right. Uh, right. By not naming them Bumper Pool. Right. Yes. Uh, but, you know. Ryan Skates is going to have so much fun with that name in his, news, in his newsletter this week. He's I think, um, I think, you Although know. Bumper Leach has not the same Bumper Leach, yeah. no, that doesn't. You have to be Bumper at Hyphen Pool. Uh, or I've Got a Leech or something yeah, that, like that. That's not <laughs> that that's wouldn't work either. Don't, 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 it's, 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 I've it's, suffered it's, enough. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think, you know, the running game is still going to be, we're going to leave the game going like, eh, when's it going to get running? But uh, I think we do enough with Cook and Zamir White on the ground. Um, I look for Bowers to, to grab another touchdown. Why not? He's got five on the season. Already, and then um, you know, just a plotting defense, you know, just kind of smothering them uh, to death. I think Georgia wins thirty-one to fifteen. All right, I'll go. Uh, I this really comes down to as kind of said earlier, Arkansas's path to win this game is to do something that they can do against Texas A and M, and they can maybe even do against Texas. I just don't think they can do it against Georgia. They have to run. They have to control the clock. And I do not think Georgia has the type of defense that's going to allow them to do that. The only real weakness, and I say weakness in a very minor key, that Georgia's had is South Carolina was able to have a couple deep throws that caused brief like flashbacks to mm-hmm. 2019 yep. before it got over. I don't think Arkansas is in a position to be able to do that. I don't think Arkansas is even going to try to do that. They are trying, I would argue, their path to win plays right into Georgia's hands. The question is, if you're looking score-wise, does Georgia have a, because you kind of talked about Tony, a 14-3 or a 21-3 lead early? If it turns out that this is close, this feels like a Georgia sits on it. Oh, and maybe Arkansas is within striking distance. If Georgia can strike quickly, which I frankly think they're going to try to do, 
this feels like a game that could get not out of hand, but could put George in a situation to where there's not a moment after midway through the second quarter where you're really concerned. I'm going to say Georgia 31, Arkansas 10. I, I mean, I think I, I think the the biggest thing, that, the most important thing that Will said there is um, he mentioned game state and Georgia getting in front of uh, Arkansas in a way that uh, puts Arkansas out of the, the, the game they want to play. I agree. I think that happens. Um, I think we're in a situation where Georgia is, uh, frankly, has the defense to put Arkansas in a, where they're going to be going for field goals, where Georgia's uh, trying to score touchdowns. When you get to 14-6 or 21-6, that means Arkansas is going to start going for it on fourth down. Because uh, you have to, right? You just have to think, oh, I've got scar scoring touchdowns. We have no chance in this game. Uh, and when that happens, I think you play right into what Georgia wants to do. Even if that's not the case, I, I think Georgia wins this game. I think I've been very clear about that. Um, and if it's a 21-20 game, I'll walk out of there like, I don't know what just happened, <laughs> but I'll take it. Sure. Uh, but I think it's going to be probably a little less nerve-wracking than that. Uh, it, that would be very nerve-wracking. Is it possible that it's nerve-wracking until the, the middle of the third quarter? Sure. Arkansas is a good football team. Um, is it likely that's going to be nerve-wracking past the middle of the third quarter? I just don't think it will be. Um, I think Georgia adds some sort of crazy uh, special team score or defensive score to make it uh, – to, to, to make it a little past 31 because my, my, my gut instinct is 31-something to make it 38 to uh, 16. Yeah, we're all right around it. The yeah. same. What's yeah. the spread on it? It, I, it was like, like 20. Eight, it's like 20 points. It's too high, if yeah. you ask me. Yeah. But I think Georgia covers. Uh, barely, but I think Georgia covers. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the over-under on this yeah. game is. Uh, look, I mean, there's totally a world where Georgia wins this game 21 to 7 and it's not close. Mm-hmm. Uh, One of those where you're not worried, even yeah, though it's not even yeah. a little bit, yeah. Uh, but I, I think this is the game where where Kirby goes across the across the field, chase Sam's hand, says sorry about the scores, um, <laughs> and and Sam says, "I get it, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you it, at at some point you have to divorce yourself from. I don't want to embarrass somebody across the field for me. I gotta let my team play. Uh, we saw a little bit of that last week, even even in the third, third and fourth quarter with third and fourth string in, um, we were still the playbook was still kind of open until Carson came in, um, and we definitely saw that against South Carolina, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think Kirby has learned the lesson that if if you got a you got a horse that's ready to run, don't tell him not run. And um, also Arkansas is in the top. 10. Yeah, they so are. the idea that like if they lose, by, I don't think they're going to lose by forty points. No, but if they lose by forty points, Pittman still has nothing to be yeah, embarrassed no, about. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. But yeah. I, I don't. I, I mean, look, I don't think, yeah. I don't think Georgia's going to intentionally beat them sixty-two to nothing. If it's, I don't think they're. I don't think they. they they're capable they, of beating them sixty-two to nothing. Well, it's capable. But I, don't right, see right. The, I don't. I don't see it happening. I don't think Arkansas is capable of letting it to get to sixty. Right. Right. All right. Well, this will be fun. I have to say, uh, I walked into this being like a little like noon start. Okay, we're gonna do it again. You guys have have fired me up for the noon start. I have a new plan of attack. 
that it worked. Our text thread yeah. today of like, hey, let's cheer Will up and get him fired up worked. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. That's good. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say you cheered me up. I mean, if you looked at the world, it's falling <laughs> apart. Uh, well, we, have a new, we have a new kickoff. We have a new kickoff. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I will no longer worry about the destruction of democracy. So I, well, um, I'll see y'all. Well, I'll see y'all at the tailgate because uh, well, well, yeah. the destruction of democracy happens after that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. Woof. Yeah. My uh, my father in law is going to go with me to this game. I've never been to a football game with him. So okay. I'm oh, super excited. Yes. Mister uh, Greenhall. Greenhall. Yeah. Okay, Greenhall. Yeah. He's excited, but he's yeah. like, I'm going to go to the golf, the pro shop, and get a new Georgia shirt. Yes. The pro shop. I mean, yeah. It, down down in <laughs> That's Columbus. Columbus. Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He's like, I saw some the other day. I'm gonna get me a new Georgia shirt. Get you, get you a new Georgia shirt. <laughs> that's, All right, that's great. Hey, that's pe- great. people shop at the nicest places. That's hey, great. and also, ser- in all seriousness, if you're still listening, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no way. I'm my, not. My dad uh, told me he wants to come up. He's like, look, I don't care if it's a 600 level ticket because I don't plan on staying in my seat. I just want to <laughs> walk around and you know this and that. So if anybody has a, a like an extra ticket, I'd be happy to buy it from you. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, behind a pole like in Fenway Park. There aren't any those seats, but yeah, it can be the worst seat in the stadium. Uh, right. I'll be uh, interested in purchasing it for my dad. All right, well, holler at Scott uh, in that regard. Otherwise, um, it's it's game game day is in Athens this week. Well, I don't think anybody saw that coming, nope. but uh, here it is. Say so have a good week, and we'll be out there. We'll do a post game on Sunday, and then uh, we'll preview. We're going to be uh, uh, recording a, a day earlier next week mm. for Auburn. That's who for Auburn. That's right, Auburn. Uh, but otherwise, uh, we'll talk on next week. Go dogs! Go dogs! And thanks so much for listening, and thank you to our special guest Jennifer for helping us out with our ad read on this episode. If you have any questions or comments for us, tweet our show at WSLS Podcast. We'll be back on Sunday with our post-game analysis. But until then, we'll see you on campus bright and early this coming Saturday. Hope you have a great week. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.